1: It's time to connect with your feminine energy center, your own body, to achieve anything that your heart desires. It's a discussion about a place you may have not discussed so much, the place down there. Now, here is your host, Lorraine
2: Giordano. Welcome. I'm excited to spend some time with you today. You're listening to The Womb Happy Hour. I'm your host, Lorraine Giordano. You can connect with me via info at Inspired to health.net you can like me on facebook at inspired to health that's inspired with a d and a t-o-h-e-a-l-t-h and you can follow me on twitter at inspire to the number two health so today we're going to focus on having a glamorous makeover um with teen uterus, so with our female reproductive organs down there. So the last time it was just you and me chatting during our woman happy hour, um, I explained operation save uterus and how I saved my uterus from a hysterectomy, and how I connected to my power source, my female, my female reproductive organs down there. So. You know, I will re- reference, just as a reminder, I'll reference down there um, only in the sense that I think there's a lot of things from a physical perspective. So we're not just talking about the womb or the ovaries or the cervix. Um, we're talking about team uterus, which is comprised of the womb, the fallopian tubes, the uterus, the ovaries, the vagina, the clitoris, and all that's there from a physical perspective. And we're also connecting to it from an energetic perspective. Because my transformation, I evolved from being a business analyst in the financial industry to being an energy healer. So I work with women predominantly. I work with guys too. But I work with them to help them shift energetic blockages so they can feel more in their body, more centered, grounded, and um, able to move forward in life. So I just wanted to do a refresher on that, because I have been asked, well, down there, what really is that, and why aren't you calling it what it is? But I think there's a lot to it, and that's the purpose of the show, for us to kind of put our soft hats on and kind of go in to that space and explore. So today, we're going to talk about makeovers. So who doesn't love a great makeover, especially a glamorous makeover? Um right now, Khloe Kardashian, she just started her Revenge Body show. Um, you know, the biggest loser was a very popular show. Kathy Lee and Hoda, they do their, their makeover shows um for a quick hit um during the week. So I think what's fascinating about makeover shows is that there's such an instant gratification. And maybe not for the person going through the transformation, but as someone who is able to visually see that that before and after change. And a lot of times you see how the person directs their energy into, you know, whether they're working out, you get to see their workout, you get to see them sweat, and then you get to see them, how they change their diet, and then how they change their hair, and their makeup, and their clothes. It's so visually rewarding to kind of see that transformation. And so the purpose of this happy hour is to say, all right, there's such a focus on the physical, on the outside, on that before and after. And now that we have social media and all the YouTube videos, even with women putting on makeup, it's kind of, tantalizing, and it's kind of fun to see. But I think we often forget that our bodies are dramatically doing makeovers all the time. Um, so our skin is replaced every six weeks. Our liver um, does a regeneration every eight weeks. Our gut lining every two to three days. And we have brain cells that are being regenerated so our female reproductive organs down there with a monthly flow that is also a significant makeover transformation and so because and I talked about this last time there's still a bit of shame and taboo about really what goes on down there and I think I mentioned that there was a recent study where um, a group of young ladies responded, 66% of them responded that they were uncomfortable saying the word vagina t- to their doctor. So what's up with that? So for where we are right now, in 2017, it's still the beginning of a new year. People are still talking about resolutions. Why not take a moment to, let's talk about how you can make over you're down there, your teen uterus, in order to help you, help you and your health for 2017. So I'm going to take a step back because last week we talked about neuroplasticity. So um, we talked about how the brain is able to adjust and create new pathways. Let's say if you have a stroke, or there's extreme trauma, or stress, or even when you want to learn how to dance. So the brain has that ability to kind of create new pathways um, through neurons um, in order for us to learn new things. And the benefit of that is that it requires practice. So for this week, we're going to focus a bit on the heart. Because, from an energetic perspective, the heart and the sacral chakra are very emotion related. And if you think about your brain, the third eye, your intuition, your identity, um, that's also very closely related to emotions as well. So, focusing on the heart, um, it's worth checking out the heart Math, heart Math Institute. They do, they've been working on fascinating studies where they're able to, they've identified that the heart sends more messages to the brain than the brain sends to the heart. So if you ponder that for a second, think about all that information that your heart, that what we feel is impacting what we're thinking in our brain. So, and that when we're, in a coherent, positive place, our energy field in our heart expands um, quite dramatically. So we're all engaging with, with each other's energy field, especially with the heart. Now, what often doesn't get talked about is that your pelvic bowl, where your sacral chakra is, the Mayans used to consider it to be a second brain. So it was closely linked to Um, to our heads. And so they linked certain issues with the jaw or teeth to certain issues with muscles and and organs in the pelvic bowl. Now, as women, women are designed in such a fascinating way that we have 8,000 nerves in our pelvic bowl. So if you compare that to the fellas, the fellas have 4,000. Now, 4,000 is a lot, but women, we are designed for pleasure. So if you were to think about having a makeover just from from the 8,000 nerves that are in your pelvic bowl, um, what percentage do you think of those nerves are actually turned on, that are kind of lit up? Because right now we're in a place where a lot of women are doing, 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 going, 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 and perhaps not able to feel as much pleasure as we're designed. And I don't just mean by having sex. Obviously, sex is very important to it. But pleasure in their day-to-day, pleasure in feeling and appreciating who they are. So as far as how we direct our energy there, as a starting point, If you were to consider that the sacral chakra is related to pure feelings, whereas your heart chakra kind of works to process and it digests those emotions in a compassionate way, there's definitely a link. So if we're looking to be more in our hearts, less in our heads, it's important to remember to connect to your power source down there. Because it's it's closely linked to your heart and to your third eye. So, cells absorb emotions and the sacral chakra is tied to raw emotions. And the thing about emotions is that they need to flow. They're designed to flow. And they're designed to communicate in many different ways. So... It's almost as if our ovaries, which produce a majority of our female hormones, and our uterus, which also produces hormones, this center is a chemical messenger um, power source that I think often gets um, not elevated enough. So because of those messengers, like hormones it connects us to different areas of the body, and it helps us to integrate our emotions. So as far as when I went through Operation Save Uterus, I was very disconnected to my power source down there. Um, I just was in a lot of pain, and I would just pound Advil and just kind of be pissed at my body. And then when I connected and I realized I could, possibly save my uterus, I started walking down the street, and I would see women, and I would picture their female organs, like, as their heads. Like, I just saw walking uteruses and wombs and ovaries um, walking down the street. It it kind of became such a big focus for me that it inspired me to create my own cartoon character, um, which prompted me to create a, a YouTube video called Let's Talk Girlfriends and Our Female Audience. So as far as a makeover, I was like, if you, at the time in 2008, there wasn't very it was all very clinical information. It's not like as it is today, where there's, you know, there's funny stuff out there. There's stuff that resonates more. It's easier to absorb in a more personal way. At the time it was just very, you know, like a school book anatomy picture of female organs and so I was like how do I personalize this so then I thought about my life looking reflecting and I kind of realized that whatever relationships I had um, with the fellas they were great they came and went but my girlfriends they were you know they stood the test of time so I'm gonna get into how my girlfriends the concept of girlfriends impacted my body as an example of a makeover and how they impacted my health for the better and it was through using imagination creativity and the relationships i had in my life that as an idea could help so looks like we're coming up on a break and i will see you on the flip side of two minutes
1: Sandra will show you how to change them and how to live the life of your dreams. Listen every Thursday afternoon at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel.
0: Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness.
1: You are listening to The Womb Happy Hour. To reach Lorraine Giordano, her guest, or if you have a comment on the show, please call in to one 472 5792 That's one 472 5792 Or send an email to info at inspiredtohealth.net. Now back to The Womb Happy Hour.
2: Welcome back. This is The Womb Happy Hour radio show. I'm your host, Lorraine Giordano. Excited to be back from the break, and today we're talking about having a glamorous glamorous makeover downtown, down there at Team Uterus, in order to enable more of a connection to your heart and to your mind in order to help you move forward in 2017, and my little guest star appearance is Louie my my multi-poo he wants to say hello um so yes I was talking about how I connected to um seeing (laughs) team uterus everywhere um on my mission to save my uterus and so what I did was I kind of was like how do I make this more personal how do I make it more me so what was important to me um, well, a lot of things, but one of the main things was my girlfriends. And so, I kind of saw my uterus. You know, as women, we have different cliques of, of um, different sets of girlfriends. And usually, when you get a group of women together, I was like, like, oh, well, in my in my group of gals, you know, there tends to be one that was more of a nurturer. Um, so, to me, the uterus is the nurturer. Um one was the hottie, you know, the girl that all the guys seemed to just like fawn over. Um, so to me, that related to the clarice. Uh The vagina was more of the party girl, the girl that's always like, Woo, let's go out, let's have a good time. And then the um, ovaries, which are the bakers. So for me, I had a little bit of a tricky time with the ovaries because to me, um, operation St. happened when I was 40, but to me, the ovaries, um, I didn't even really realize how important they are, not just for storing my eggs, but for creating hormones. And at the time, I was like, hormones? What do I need to care about hormones about? I don't have to worry about that until I am in menopause. So, the last time we spoke, I talked about the maiden, the mother. You know, right now, I'm in perimenopause, so... I consider that to be the guardian stage. And menopause is, is soon approaching, which is the crone, the wise woman. So to me, the way menopause is talked about also, it's talked about as some sort of you're losing something. We, you no longer have your period, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're losing anything. And wisdom does offer a lot of value. Anyway, so the ovaries are the baker's. So they're baking up all my eggs and they're baking up all my hormones or the majority of my hormones. And then the fallopian tubes are the movers and the shakers. It's always that gal that wants to go out and dance. That's always on the go, go, go. Let's take a new class. Let's go check out this new restaurant. Um, So yeah, so that is teen uterus. And I made it very personal. So as a makeover suggestion, if you were to sit down in a quiet room with yourself, what would you, what image would you connect with? What would resonate with you regarding your team uterus? Have you ever thought about it? And going back to those 8,000 nerves, how many nerves do you really think are really turned on? Not just when you're having sex. Those are some things to consider as you're focusing on a, On a team uterus makeover down there. Going back to hormones. The sacral chakra. As I was saying before. Is a chemical messenger sender. So it's about letting go. So. If you consider. Your sacral chakra as a seed of creativity. And it's tied to your emotions and relationships. You know the energy of ideas and things that we want to create in life energy needs to flow and so when a sperm hits an egg successfully and there's that beautiful union and a baby's created well that's a powerful that's a powerful transformation makeover in itself now what happens when we don't have a baby the great thing about life is that we get another shot. We have another monthly cycle. We have that, that makeover where we shatter our lining, we bleed, and then we get the opportunity to do it all over again. And perhaps we're designed in a way that is only monthly because if it was every day, that would be kind of tough to have your period every day. And perhaps there would be too many, way too many um, babies in the world. And if it was only once a year, or, you know, a couple of days out of a year, then that would create some, some imbalances as well. But this area is so creative and so powerful that we not only create babies through our sacral chakra, but we're also creating other things. And sometimes those things aren't so beneficial. So fibroids, a lot of women suffer with fibroids, Um, which are growth um, typically due to excess estrogen and then there are women who produce polycystic ovaries so those are cysts regularly growing on their ovaries and then there could be other types of cysts that grow around teen uterus there could be STDs, there could be bacterial vaginosis, there could be yeast infections. I mean, there's a lot of possible things that can grow down there. So if we were to consider, if we were designed, because working in the financial industry and designing financial software products, I kind of think about design a lot. Um, But if we were designed in a way that our, our bodies were flipped inside out, so let's say, um, and let's focus on down there. You know, it would be easier. You probably have some girlfriends that would say, hey, what's that weird rash you have going on down there? Or what's that thing growing over by your your ovary? You know, you'd have some good girlfriends that would call you out and say, what's going on? You're going to go check that out. You're going to find out what that is. Um, but... Our organs don't necessarily reside that way. So how can you be a trusted girlfriend to your own body? In what ways can you, um, and this goes to some energetic tips about what you can do to kind of create more of a stronger relationship and connect to down there. So if you're going through a process where you're kind of like, I have a fibroid. I have irregular bleeding. In what ways can you create more of an intimate relationship? So I just gave you the idea of, like, I relate my organs to girlfriends. And it's not even just girlfriends. In my own way, at times, I could be the nurturer. I can be the hottie. And I could be the, uh, the mover and the shaker. I do possess those qualities, too. So connecting to those qualities in myself, in what ways can you kind of create your own intimate relationship? So what resonates, whether it's, you know, big goods, flowers? I don't know. This is where it's important for that inspiration, that sense of creativity, that imagination to to kind of kick on. And then how can you listen more to your body? So how can you build trust Um, in the messages that you're getting from your body. So, well, Lorraine, what does that really mean? Well, this kind of goes to practice. If we're not even recognizing down there as a power source, then it's tough to kind of listen to the messages. But once you have that awareness and once you kind of set the intention, all right, I'm paying attention, I'm in this, I want to connect more, what would you hear? And this requires a bit of downtime. It requires some introspection. I don't think you're going to find the answer in a 140-character tweet, nor do I think you're going to find it on a Facebook post. Um, And as great as those sources of information are, I think it's really a one-on-one, creating a win-win. Your body is your ally. You're in it together. Um, And it's constantly sending us messages. If you notice that, um, you know, maybe the color of your blood in your menstrual cycle is turning a different color, have you ever decided to ask your body what that really means? I'm not saying not to go to the doctor. I'm, you know, that's important information as well—the information we get from the doctors um, that we see. But I think what often gets Underlooked or underutilized Is the information that we can Gain ourselves from what our Body is telling us So let's say you're going through perimenopause And You notice that your your heart Is beating a little faster Or louder And um, you're waking up in the middle of the night With sweats Obviously that's relating to some Hormonal shifts But again hormones are chemical messengers so what is important for you to know about these shifts going on? Is there something that you can focus on? Is there a way for you to direct your energy into kind of creating more balance? Is there something that you're not doing? Like you're are you shutting down on asking for that raise? Are you shutting down on taking that trip that you really wanted to take for the past 15 years? Um, Are you biting down your tongue and not really expressing some deep anger at a situation and being able to release that in a constructive way? So the trust is dependent upon the communication. Think about any relationship you have with your partner, with your spouse, with your friends. You need that kind of communication. You need to be able to say, hey, what's going on? And it needs to be regular. So it's not the type of thing where you just do it once and then a year later you pick up the phone. And there are those friends where you pick up the phone 10 years later and you could talk, like you spoke yesterday. But as far as like building a win-win alliance with your body, it's important to have that communication as often as possible. And then seeking out empowering information in order to take action. So the sacral chakra is tied to emotions. So E, motion. So motion is very important. And I think for some of the the growths I just talked about, like fibroids, sis, whatever it might be, whatever we're growing down there that we're not really intending to grow, um, in what ways can you make not earth shattering, but directed changes in order to kind of strengthen your relationship down there and change how you're approaching um, or just take helpful action in order to create a different result. Because in that way, usually what I found working with people and working on my healing journey, those growths that are unintended, they're not necessarily bad per se. It's just a matter of, it's like taking a wrong turn and having energy go a different way, um, and not necessarily being fully expressed. So, like the ovaries represent potential. So, is there something that you started that didn't that you didn't necessarily finish, um, that you stopped because you didn't think you were good enough, or you didn't think it, were, it would work out? Um, you know, reflecting on those opportunities to say, okay, um, I'm going to redirect my energy and go this other way. Um, Again, emotions like to flow. A lot of times it's when we shut down on our emotions that we create this blockage. And then over time, if we kind of repeat that pattern, that energy gets denser and denser. So because of In the United States, especially, all the environmental toxins that are out there, hormones, and we're going to be able to talk to a hormone expert in a few weeks, but because of those environmental toxins and the stress that women are going under, you know, hormones should be on your radar as soon as possible. It's It's not in the far-off distance when you hit perimenopause or menopause. Um, Hormones are really critical. The balance between estrogen, progesterone, testosterone um, has a significant impact to how you feel and to your health. And so we are going to take a break and I will be back to get more into some practical tips on how you can help support your makeover based on what you might be holding or using on a daily basis in your house. So you're listening to the Womb Happy Hour. This is Lorraine and I will be back in a couple minutes.
1: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Do you get a little nervous or hesitate to discuss topics down there that aren't talked about often? We hear you. Or are you curious to look at frequently discussed topics from a different perspective? Visiting InspiredToHealth.net opens up a whole world of discussion that you may not have known even existed. Lorraine Giordano offers a form of open and frank discussion about those seemingly unmentionable topics down below. Visit now, inspiredtohealth.net.
0: Step-by-step, you made it through the journey of pregnancy. Now your baby is in your arms, and you're on the cusp of a new journey, breastfeeding. As a new parent, you receive a lot of advice, much of it conflicting, some of it outdated. Tune into Born to be Breastfed with host Marie Biancuzo to bust through the myths about feeding your baby. Marie and her guests will help you figure out what you can expect and put you on the best and surest path on your breastfeeding journey. Listen every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health & Wellness Channel. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health &
1: Wellness. are listening to the womb happy hour to reach lorraine giordano her guest or if you have a comment on the show please call in to one 472 5792 that's one 472 5792 or send an email to info at inspired to
2: now back to the womb happy hour and we're back this is lorraine giordano your host of the womb happy hour Thank you for joining this episode. Uh, We've been talking about a glamorous makeover. The one thing that I wanted to mention uh, before getting into some practical tips is that, all right, so we're talking about makeovers. So visually, using your imagination, your creativity, if you were to connect and kind of ask your body or see (laughs) how your team uterus looks and what it needs, what would you come up with? So as... For some homework, (laughs) give that a try. Because information, we're getting information all the time from our body. And it's a helpful way. So if girlfriends don't resonate with you, like I just shared, that's my own personal approach that helped me. Well, what does? Is it um, butterflies? Is it flowers? Is it cars? Whatever resonates with you. Um, but what's the visual imagery? And I do think it's it's a fascinating exercise to connect or visualize um, all those 8,000 nerves and what they look like turned on and how many are not turned on. And as far as doing a glamorous makeover, um, there's such a big push these days. Let's talk hair down there. Um, I'm not going to spend too much time talking about it, but it's worth mentioning that... Whether you're going for a landing strip or a Brazilian, um, I don't think a lot of women realize that by removing all or majority of your hair down there, it does increase your risk for STDs. Um, It does, you know, the hair there is there for a reason. It helps to prevent bacteria or some icky stuff from entering your delicate pH-balanced vagina, so be aware of that. So, when you're spending sixty-five bucks or however forty bucks for a wax, um, consider: is it worth the increased risk risk in possibly getting an STD? Um, so that's my only note on the hair down there. So, as far as a practical way to do a makeover in your house related to down there in 2016 there was a lot of um, a lot of news regarding products that are commonly used by women to help well that supposedly help whether it's a scent or kind of making you feel fresh and clean down there the vagina is designed it's a self-cleaning a self-cleaning organ so doesn't need a douche. No. Um, and actually, there are reports in 2016, medical research reports, that douching increases your risk of ovarian cancer, or doubles your risk of ovarian cancer. Besides that risk of ovarian cancer, it does affect your natural pH down there, uh, it infects fertility, your pregnancy, and it could possibly affect how you deliver your baby. So douching, you know, don't let a douche impact your health. And I would say if you have some in your closet or in a cabinet, it's time to kick it out. Talcum powder, there's been a lot of um, lawsuits about talcum powder also linked to ovarian cancer. So again, the ovaries, the bakers, they hold all your eggs and they produce... lot of your hormones so these products are not beneficial they're not um, health enhancing especially if you're using them regularly so talcum powder kick that out too Um, antibacterial soap I mean where do you go where where you see antibacterial soap it's everywhere but the FDA in 2016 identified what is it? 16, 17 chemicals that should be pa- banned. And um, so you think you're cleaning your hands, and you think that you're avoiding bacteria, but actually, you're you're receiving some toxins that are not beneficial to your down there or overall to your health, especially triclosan. And over time, you know, getting your period, it is kind of messy. Um, obviously, it's bloody. It's very vibrant, it's colorful, but for some reason, people think that they need to smell like a fresh meadow down there all the time. That's really not how we're designed. So all these perfume products that are in tampons and pads, um, that are in um, wipes, that are in, you know, there's so many items now that have these perfume products, even in plastic bags, those are not beneficial. They have chemicals in them that are not good for you down there or over health as well. So get them out, toss them to the curb. Um, those are a few items that you can make over in your house that will help support more of your health down there. Now what I think is really cool too, as we're starting off with 2017, is that let's say you buy your pad or tampon in your local supermarket, or your local pharmacy. So there's a whole row of, um, you know, common brand tampons and, and pads. I think in my last episode, I talked about how there's chemicals and toxins in those products. So what's great, though, is that there are a lot more options. There's been a lot more investment into creating organic, non-GMO um, pads and tampons. So um, I wrote a blog uh, the past last month. You might want to take a look at it to kind of see um, some top tampon and pads organic ones, the more popular ones, such as like Naturcare, Maxim, Lola is a new company. Um, there's a lot more innovation. And I believe the industry is kind of going through a makeover because let's face it, there hasn't been a lot of innovation regarding down there as far as products to use um, that are organic or healthy um, up until recently. So that's exciting. So if you want to make over your monthly products, check out some of the new and existing organic products. And what's also cool is that There's a lot more information on menstrual cups. I'm not a fan of a menstrual cup, but menstrual cups are really beneficial because you can insert them longer. They don't pollute the environment. There's less risk of toxic syndrome or toxic shock syndrome. And there's a lot more innovation with menstrual cups as well. And... There are also menstrual cloths that are becoming more popular, and um, there are a lot more different options with organic menstrual cloths. So, that is quite exciting, because there needs to be um, more of a push to get these products, organic, healthier products, out into the shelves of the stores that women go to all the time because if you get in a jam and you still have to go to your um, local store and they still have not the best tampons or pads to use then what do you do Um, so let's spread the word on getting some more of these organic healthier options out there on the uh, on the local store shelves and i guess Curiosity, I guess in order to do this makeover, it does require a bit of curiosity. So last time I talked about how health, the word is derived from the word hail, which means wholeness. Curiosity is derived from the word cure or cura. So if you're going through a hard time and you're having some issues, it's important to... um, and it's not the easiest thing when a doctor gives you bad news or things aren't working out the way you want them to. Um, you think that moment will stay and you might stay in that moment going forward. I think curiosity adds a flavor of imagination and cur- and creativity into how you can approach and shift the energy in order to be in a more positive place. So, with these products that I just talked about, go online, check them out. I've written some blogs about them, um, but tap into your curiosity to see what works for you. Because the point of the Womb Happy Hour is to, to um, just to talk about these things more, so that it does perhaps spark some additional curiosity to figure out what works for you. So if you never tried a menstrual cup, I mean, why not give it a shot, see how you like it? Because toxic shock syndrome, um, it does happen to women, and it is a risk when you do use a tampon. Um, Even though it is very, very rare, but it's still occurring right now. And so, stay curious. Turn on those nerves, those 8,000 nerves. Seek out pleasure. Great way to do a makeover down there as well, seeking out pleasure from a sacral and a root chakra perspective, is through dancing um, or through some form of exercise, yoga. Um, it helps to kind of connect to the energy centered down there more. Um, if you're feeling like, well, I don't like to dance or I don't like to do yoga, even just walking, movement. The more movement, the more energy is able to flow. So consider that if you're looking to have a glamorous down there, what can you do to, and in your own intimate way to connect to down there? Um, What would it look like? If you wanted to do a makeover, what does it look like now? And what would you like to make it look? If you want to have a baby, what would your baby, what would your baby room, your womb look like? So there's many different options to this creativity, to using your imagination in order to kind of elevate um, your relationship to down there. So I started off talking about how the heart sends so many different messages to the brain or more messages to the brain. I guess the point of this topic today is as you make over your down there, know that it is a powerful, magical source of energy. And the more that we can connect to down there, those messages do get sent And there hasn't been a lot of scientific study on this yet, but based on my own experience working with clients, you're able to connect more. Um, The more you use this energy source down there, it does help in the connection with your heart, and it does help for pulling in inspired divine information from above. And so before we close, I wanted to ask for your help. So, when I was talking about neuroplasticity in this episode um, and last episode, I kind of would like to come up with a term for a that kind of relates to the womb. So, womb plasticity seems kind of boring to me. I don't want to say pussy plasticity because it seems like I'm um, it's kind of taking from the pussy book. but tweet me at inspire to health and let me know what you think. Um, If you have any ideas, or you could uh, contact me at inspired2health.net on my website. You can tweet me at inspired2health, the number two, and you could message me or or like me on Facebook at inspired2health. Um, This is the Womb Happy Hour. Thank you so much for joining. I'm excited we got to spend this time together. And I'm excited to have a one-on-one exchange with Gayatri Martin of Celebrate Aliveness next time, where we're going to talk about how, we're going to talk shit, actually. We're going to talk about poop and how poop um, does have a big impact to our female reproductive health to Team Uterus down there. So I look forward to you joining and enjoy, be creative and go Team Uterus. Thank you for joining.
1: Thank you for joining us for the Womb Happy Hour. Be sure to tune in again for another edition featuring your host, Lorraine Giordano. Next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have an excellent week.